suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet. I was spotting down the firing range for several shoes when all of a sudden I saw a large hairy creature walking from right to left. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. Encounter Brigade, welcome to the team. Hey, good evening, everybody. This is the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade. This is uh, episode 11, uh, second one of the uh, new year, um, even though we're well into uh, almost spring. Uh, tonight, joined by Angie, Happy Harris, and Scott. Uh, Johnny Two Bears is uh, on his way home from uh, his kids' ball practices. And then hopefully here in a little bit, we'll have uh, two guests that uh, accompanied Scott and Angie out on the, uh, the Squamp Project uh, expedition. Um, but anyways, uh, how's everyone doing tonight? Good. Doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, just real quick recap, you know, um, team's been somewhat busy in the last several months, you know, uh, uh, we had a group that got together uh, here over in uh, outside of Augusta, Georgia area. Uh, we did a um, uh, field expedition to Happy Harris's encounter location. Uh, you can see uh, the documentary footage that uh, Johnny Two Bears put together. It's on the YouTube channel. Um, and then uh, Angie and Scott, they put... They put together a uh, uh, interesting uh, swamp expedition down in the Okie Swamp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I knew I was probably gonna screw that up. You know, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the South, uh, the South Georgia swamp. Exactly. You know, the, the, yeah, the real big one down there. Yeah, one yeah. uh, <laughs> you got to go around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then uh, you know. Um, it's funny because uh, I was awake uh, the um, when you guys had all of your your, your stuff happening. It was around midnight oh. or something, and uh, all these texts started coming. And then uh, we had to go ahead and let y'all know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's for you all to start talking about. But anyways, uh, that was Angie, a mess. That was a mess. Yeah. yeah. Angie, why don't you? Uh, why don't you go ahead and just kind of start off, or, or start on on how how uh, you, you know uh, that you know that swamp was kind of picked, or you know, someone reached out to you, right? And then I'll, I'll I'll obviously you you kind of put your super sleuth skills to work and uh, uh, started planning. Uh, uh, but it was your first uh, field investigation, so no, actually, uh, Heard County was. Oh, Heard County. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, well, Heard yeah, was an interesting place too, though. You want to go? You want to talk about Heard County and then the swamp? Yeah, we're gonna do that. That way, it gives John and April time to um, get home and get logged in, so they can talk about the the swamp. Because really, all four of us experienced it, all of that. So yep, 
it was crazy. But anyway, okay. so Heard County, um, I just kind of had a feeling about it, and there's I've heard a lot of stories about the area. So I just reached out um, on Facebook to somebody that might have some knowledge of some land or something, and Billy Osborne responded. And he was like, I got some hunting land um, that after hunting season we can set up and see what happens. And that's what we did. So me and Scott and Billy, all three met for the first time that Saturday morning, drove out to one of Billy's um, hunting camps and went exploring. And it just happened to have a swamp on it. And uh, we, Billy had heard a sound, a, a, a howl or growl, whatever you want to call it, uh, a year or so before. I believe so we kind of went in that direction and that's when things you know we found some really strange stuff yep so uh you know as, as a hunter and someone that works out you know in in the outdoor and hunting hunting industry I kind of respect uh was it Mr. Billy you said yeah <laughs> yeah uh his approach to this uh I got stuff going on but you all come after hunting season. That means he's got big bucks. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he's got a big a bunch of property that he manages and he's got people going in and out of there all the time. So he's he's a busy guy. That's right. Don't come messing up my hunting spot, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, yep. Yep. Well, whenever we got there, it was actually quite beautiful. So I just took out my phone and I was just videoing the swamp just showing how pretty you know i was gonna show my friends how pretty it was and scott had walked off to the left looking around and just so happened he did a light whistle to get mine and billy's attention and when he did it just a few seconds later i was able to capture a grunt on the video that in response to his whistle so i have it if anybody you know I'll, i could try to play it i'm not too good with computers so. how many how many whistles was it one night um when we first well billy was taking us down toward the swamp where he in the direction where he heard the the that roar yeah roar, so anyway, that's right. so that, him and his son heard that roar years ago and it bothered him ever since so I walked off to the left to try to figure out a way to go around a large body of water and heard two grunts that they didn't hear. And because I heard them, I looked back and I whistled at them one time to get their attention kind of lightly. Unbeknownst to me, Angie was videoing and they responded to my whistle. So that would be the third one, but it come from the opposite side of where we were. Uh, and grunted again. So we didn't even know we had it on video until she played it all back. But uh, it's quite, quite, uh, but they were there. I mean, they were in that swamp watching us as soon as we arrived. So uh, we moved on down through this four wheeler trail, basically. I found some light tracks and whistled at them again, and they came on up. Um, and then we moved on down the trail and 
you want me to keep going, Angie? I will, or you can pick up. So we, we, we took some pictures and measurements of these light, light prints, two different sizes, a small one, small Bigfoot print and a large one. Um, I know that's what they were, I've been trained to look at them. People have taught me what to look for. And so from that point, we just kept following that trail down to where I started seeing arches on the right. We walked into that area and there were arches, tree structures all over this tiny little peninsula that had water around it on three sides. And then the trail we were walking in. So it was a little habitation area. Um, about that time, in that time frame, Angie noticed scratch on the pine tree, which is probably one of the pictures that she wants to bring up and has researched that. If you want to go into that, then that was interesting to find out. Yeah, we found a tree that the bottom of it, a huge amount of bark had been peeled off. wasn't chewed on. There were no teeth marks. Something literally peeled off the bark and left with the bark. The pine sap was still running, you know, down the tree. It hadn't been done. It was, it was fresh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it hadn't been done too long. And it got me to wondering, like, why would something peel the bark off of a pine tree and leave with it? And I thought, I bet it must have some medicinal purposes. So I looked it up, and it really does. It is amazing what, um, not the bark, but the um, pine sap is used for. Uh, it's used for um, coughs, colds allergies sinus infections if uh it can be used topically it helps with um like you have a cut or something it helps the cut to heal it says you know native people across the continent have used it for centuries the cherokee the apache countless other groups um so you know i said maybe they you know some one of them was sick or injured and, and the hab habitation place is a great place for them to take care of all that that pine tree was right beside it yes it was so i ha i can try to share the picture you know that's interesting too uh what you brought up there angie because um you know my my limb from my amputated leg when it had some bad open sores the doctors had me use a, this product called MediHoney, and it and it comes out like <laughs> pine sap, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's also insect repellent. You know, yeah, supposed to rub it on a on a wound, and it just kind of like covers and adheres, and you know, real sticky. So I imagine like mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean, when it first first time you're using it, I was like, man, it's like pine sap. So uh, mm -hmm. you know, I know it works on my wounds, and and you know, clo closes them up and helps them heal quicker. So. Well, yeah. I did notice the beds that y'all had found were made from pine straw, yep. and I read that it was a natural uh, insect repellent. So it kind of mm -hmm. made me wonder if they don't prefer to make beds out of pine straw just to help, you know, with insects. It could. They probably, probably have down in the swampy areas. You know, up in the mountains, they'll have something different that they can utilize up there. I mean, they got pine straw, too. Um 
but that first bed we found not getting over into that one yet i have a different there's some different theories on what it was we'll talk about it then okay but yeah insect repellent most definitely mm-hmm. yeah so y'all would y'all like me to try to um screen share the picture of the tree yeah and then i also Good have the, uh grunt video all sure. right bear with me Hey, I got my secretary right here to help me. Hang on, folks. <laughs> Angie's doing something technical. Hang oh, on. Right there. Got to be better than Got to be better than me. All right, we're going to go to pictures for the tree. Strike one. Go to camera roll. (laughs) All right. Well, okay, we'll go to download. The the silence and the anticipation. We're all sitting here with bated breath. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. It's 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 the blue wire, Angie. It's the blue wire. <laughs> Can you see it? But she's colorblind, so we clip the yeah. dark one. Can you see it? Do y'all see it? Nope. No, nope. ma'am. Just uh, Can nope. you see it now? Hey. Hey, oh. oh yeah, wait a minute. There it is. Got it. Look at that. Look well, at how that. about that? <laughs> yep. Home run, Andy. Home if run. you look, if you look at that picture right there, you could tell that it's pulled in a downward motion. It's, it's not scratched. There's not claw marks like a bear. And there's no bark on the ground. Like nope. nothing pulled that off. It's something left with the bark. And I did yep. read that most of the pine sap is found on the backside of the bark. Okay. So. And I, asked, right. I, I remember asking Angie if you, if you saw any hair or anything. I did not. Yeah. Didn't didn't notice any at all. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna play the grunt video for you guys. Woo-hoo. You just have to listen for Scott to lightly whistle, and then right after that, you'll hear it kind of make a bark sound. Sorry. I don't hear anything, Angie. It's coming, I promise. <laughs> Y'all making me nervous. Stop oh, staring. What play? Okay. Now y'all listen. What is that noise? That's a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all do that? Uh, I would just Sorry. like you to, I would like everybody out there to know that I do not whistle like that. <laughs> that was not me. 
what? You can still I hear believe it. Too. Beth, Beth's got to be happy. <laughs> was <I'm> not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, Jill whistles. Jill. That, that was me. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shh. Listen. Well, we missed it. Well, you have video, but you don't have audio. Through it. Do it again, Angie. Yeah, you got video, but you don't have audio. You couldn't hear it. Oh, uh -oh. It's, it's it's no noise except for you. Um, yeah. no, listen, yeah. no, there isn't any noise except for your light whistle, and then the grunt. It says the audio's on. I'm not even hearing water or birds. Yeah, just just video. Yeah, I don't think we have any sound. Uh, you ju it just did it. Y'all missed it. Y'all talked through it again. Y'all are hearing it, but it ain't there on is us. No sound. I'm telling you, it's only silence, and then you hear your light whistle, and then you hear the grunt. All right, I'm going to just back it up a little bit. Let's do that so I don't torture y'all through all that. There it was. Did you hear it? All right, let's back up a little bit more. Mallory, help me get this thing backwards. A little bit further than that. Okay. There it was. Anyway, that was it. Did y'all hear it? No. 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 It's okay. Well, you had to go back and listen to it. Gotcha. We'll, we'll upload that up on the YouTube <clears throat> channel. It, yeah. It'll have the audio then. Angie, okay. So. People can turn it up because I guess my headphones aren't hearing it. So what? Alrighty. So then, and so then, what was going on? Well, I actually did a video of the one of the trees that was pinned down, but I won't torture y'all with that. I'll load, we'll load it on the um, in the group on Facebook and on YouTube so people can like see an example. Of, I mean, the trees were just pinned down all over the place. Yeah, small way. ones, small ones, large ones. They were all sizes all over the place. Yeah, I took a good bit of pictures. So I'll I'll load all those so people can actually see them. See and from that about. from that from that point, after sitting there for a while and listening, we didn't really hear anything. We moved on down the trail, just kept on going, following the water line. Um, we found a few more tree structures, a lot of game trails. Billy uh, was guiding us around another way to come back to our vehicles. We make basically we're making a big circle. And so uh, we took a left into the tree line at, at a certain point near a, near a hunting stand um, and started walking up through the wood line. We started coming up to a clear cut where they had been 
taking trees down and I smelled something and then Billy smelled something. It was just, if, if you smell it, you'll know what we're talking about, but it's just a horrendous, rotten, dead smell. Um, Angie didn't smell it, but we, t the two of us did. And, I and was yeah, you were right between us. Uh, not smell it. And from what I know, if you smell them, they were either just there or they're, they're really, really close. So I just started talking calmly and trying to communicate and it finally went away. We kept going on back up to the vehicle, but, uh, uh, my opinion, they, there was at least one right there just following us out, and it was pretty close for that smell to be honest. Excuse me, honest like that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, then nothing else really happened. We um, we went and got some dinner and came back and just uh, built a fire, got ready to sit up, you know, recording as long as possible, and then we did you know heard what we feel like is a sasquatch howling and i do have that audio yeah the uh the howls were pretty good we had to wait i like i started recording at seven o'clock and the and the real howls really picked up around nine nine thirty um we had some good ones but then we had a lot of background jets and trucks and uh hunting dogs and <laughs> yes. we had all, all all kind of stuff that can cloud up a an audio um so there's some other things on that audio but it's just really hard to uh filter out and figure out what it is but we did get a few really good howls i mean mm -hmm. to me they to me they would sound just like what i've heard in north georgia so i can try to play them yeah, I would say how how far away do you think they were, Scott? If you um, those two that we heard, I I don't think they were more than quarter mile. I think they were they were back down toward toward Angie. You know what I'm talking about? Either toward down toward the swamp or over toward the right where we kept hearing the dogs. And I think there's a huge power line over there. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in that direction. But they were quite clear, and they were quite clear, different than coyotes. I mean, you, you could hear it clearly, there was no doubt. Some of the reports that people have told me have heard stuff on that particular river. It was actually on the New yeah. River. So it sounded to me like it was down the river. Of course. You want me to try to play it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Sound, sound can carry out there, too. You know, when it's cold, the leaves are down to a quarter mile, half a mile. Yeah. Right. All right, we're going to do, um, yeah, that's it right there. Let's, let's, let's um, bring it on down to... 159 back up okay that's probably good and i apologize ahead of time if i don't cut it off
soon enough there is a a, a cuss word said right <laughs> right after it so i'm gonna try to it right after it, cut it off and it wasn't me that said it so well darn i wonder who that was <laughs> I don't hear anything. Oh, I just need to hit that. Okay. You hear the coyotes first, and this blends in with the coyotes, but it overtakes the coyotes, and the coyotes actually stop. Coyotes. It's not running. You don't hear it? Nothing yet. Almost. Okay. Well, I don't know why y'all didn't hear it. It says the audio's playing. I tried. All righty. Well, hey. How about Onward. that? <laughs> oh, how about that? Johnny, Johnny Two Bears have, uh, arrived. So, no how, but we got Johnny. So, that's good. What's going on? <laughs> He's probably one of whistled. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody's going to, uh, instead of look at my beautiful face, y'all are going to be looking at our brand new shirt selections this evening. Oh. Continue forward. So. All right. <clears throat> Thought I'd throw that in there. Nice. Very nice. So where y'all at? Mm. We're discussing Herd County. Okay. We, we had to go with Herd County first because John and April was uh, running late. Let's talk about the Okie Finoki. Yep. Cool. We'll continue on. Sorry, I'm late too. I'm here though. Well, throughout the night, we, we just sat around the campfire and listened. We listened to coon hounds and we listened to jets and we listened to uh, trucks. Uh, somewhere along the way, Angie had an experience with some red lights, uh, red balls of light. You want to explain that? That was the yeah. other highlight. It um the place we were was uh, I guess it had been the loading dock for where they were doing some logging, and so it was very cleared off, and all around that was piles of stumps and pieces of trees and stuff like that that surrounded us. And at one point, you know, I had my little flare scope and. This is on into the night, and I'm just looking around, and all of a sudden I see two red heat signature like balls on top of one of the piles. And I, originally I thought it was heads looking over the pile, and then I was watching them, and then a few minutes later, well, a few seconds later, a third one joined them a few feet on down. And, it, you know, all I can tell you, it was, there were white balls with red heat, uh, you know, 
and I don't know what it was, but Scott and him went over to, to check it out, and him and Billy were over there. Yeah, we walked, we walked straight to the bank. We, she walked us right to them while she was looking at them, and there was absolutely nothing there. We walked up o over the bank and looked behind it, and it was just pine straw and pine trees and dark. Um, so I have no idea what that was, but when they walked off, I heard something come by me um, breathing, and um, you can hear it on the audio. I mean, it could have, like Scott said, it could have been a bat or something flying by me. I don't know, but it was just weird. And, of course, I made them come back over there because I was scared at that point because they had left me by myself. So, <laughs> hey, anyway. yeah, she called us back. Do you want to try to disconnect your headset? Just use your speakers and play it again. Because remember, I had that problem on one of our earlier episodes, and I was using headphones. So if you can take your your headphones out, disconnect them from the computer and just use your speakers and then try and play it. That'll probably um, work. Well, my daughter's left now. She was my IT person. So, um, yeah, I really don't want to try it. I'll be done messed up. <laughs> I mean... I mean, you could piss her off. Maybe she'll get you a new car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I better not try it, guys. I'll just, uh, I'll, just look, I'll just make sure, or y'all can help me make sure that everything gets posted on yeah. YouTube so people yeah. can, can, you know, listen for themselves. Uh, when you're on investigation, you don't want to make Angie mad. What? I'll, just tell you, I'll just tell you that right now. Don't make her mad. What? I can't. You got to go on a hunt. You just got to go on a hunt and see. If she gets yeah. mad, boy, I look out. During the interviews. Let's, my, you know who your buddy is. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, in, in a similar situation, you know, I mean, Johnny in the same boat, you know, it, you got to you got to keep him in the field and uh, make the Mrs. Two Bears mad. <laughs> you know, what? you get a, a, a new phone, a new computer, a new Bronco, new a new truck, a new truck. Yeah. New night vision recording uh, camera, <laughs> new backpack. And and look at those wonderful T-shirts she made. Yeah. 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 This is fantastic. <laughs> And you got a brand new Bronco to pack it all in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, me sound terrible. I mean, man. <laughs> and and I've I told Johnny, I'm like, gosh, you know, just get her some flowers and then chocolate. No, I won't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. So so now you guys okay, this the herd county, um, you got a lot of activity there. I mean, obviously, this is a place that you're going to return to, Angie Scott. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. I think there's enough activity there that um, we could go back and and probably find more. You know, with a little, we had one day and one night. You know, if we'd have went in there for two nights, two days of scouting around, we had a lot more time to to check out the area. My, you know, might have found something 
Uh, and it was muddy and wet and you had to walk in. I mean, we had to park really high. We had to walk down in there. So down toward the swamp, we couldn't really stay near the swamp where you'd have got a whole lot more activity. But they did. I mean, they came in pretty close. So that, 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 all that red clay and that road that goes down into the swamp that we had to walk down, if that was to dry out, we could drive down there and, mm -hmm. and park and camp down there. I would be willing to bet we'd get even more uh, activity or interaction than we did because they would be more um, emboldened to come a little closer because they had a lot more cover. We were sitting in the middle of a field, which was good for the one night, but uh, if you want interaction, you know, you got to let them have the, have the high ground and be able to get a little closer, and they will. Man, so what? Well, we so, not, nothing else happened that we know mm -mm, of. Mm -mm. Huh. All right, and then and then what? Packed it in. Uh, came home. As far as Heard County, we uh, it got yeah. pretty got pretty dang cold that night, and then I uh, woke up the next morning. I had to head home. Angie scouted around a little more, and um, you had a guest come by, and then uh. Y'all looked looked around a little bit more, and I headed home. Yeah, I didn't find anything. Mm. Derek Hayes come over and paid us a visit. Oh, Derek, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Did, uh, did he get a chance? Did he get a chance to look around and, and find see some of those uh, tied no, down trees? He just stayed right there where we were. We just he just pulled in there to meet us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's first time we all met. It went long, maybe 15 minutes. Oh, okay. And then we all went home. Yep. And then and Angie I was glad I survived my first. A lot of people wanting to hear that. Yep. Angie made her first burst expedition night. That was good. Oh, man. I you, survived you, it. 29 <laughs> degrees. You got the yeah, it, now. I was so scared. You got your expedition patch now. You're good to go. <laughs> I survived the Okie Finoki one, so I really got that's to get a patch. You got the swamp patch too, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's kind of uh that's kind of like what I want to hear about because Angie, you put a lot of a lot of effort in making uh, that swamp expedition happen. You know, from uh, mm -hmm. uh, interviewing a lot of people, uh, most of, a lot of those interviews uh, reports Angie has written up very nicely and has been posting those on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, yeah, I got to commend her for all of the, all the investigation and all of the advanced reconnaissance and going down there and checking out the area, uh, which benefited us during the expedition, by the way, had she not done that, we, we would not have been able to experience what we did that night. So, you know, Everything everything goes to Angie on this one. We just well, it's felt. just strange how all that fell into place like it did. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I encourage you, Angie, to uh, get. Is that like, is that the one you're talking about? The uh, the last one y'all had action on. Is that what you? Oh yeah. Been talking about. Oh man. No, no. We just we just talked about uh, Heard County, which um, that first one night when we went on. Now we're. Oh. Okay. I guess we're okay. we're moving in moving into Okie Finoki now. I guess. Mm -hmm. I got you. My bad. 
I was trying to see if John and April was ready yet. But... Looks like John's on. He, he's on standby. Oh, is um, he good? Yep. So, uh, Angie, whenever you're ready to move yeah, into that, yep. you guys go ahead and uh, we'll we'll have him join and just welcome him. Welcome him to the show. Hey, John. Hey, y'all. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Yep. Gotcha. What's up, John? <laughs> What's going on, man? Long time no see. Yeah. Where's April? She's in the uh, in the car on her way home. Oh. Okay. So she got stuck oh. on traffic on eighty-five. Oh, flush y'all's heart. All right. Well, we're just now starting to talk about the Okie Finoki. Well, well, so, hey, first up. John, what kind of shirt you got on there? Oh, my Okie Finoki Project shirt. That is a good looking shirt right there. <laughs> man. Look at look at even happy man, staring at it. Look at that, man. I mean happy looking. Show him the back, John. <laughs> I don't I mean I don't know if I can show him the back. That means you gotta turn around. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 you. I, you I got some long arms, but not that long. Okay. <laughs> That's a good looking shirt. Thank you. All right. So the Okie project started because Kevin Crawford reached out to me on Facebook about, um, I, I guess he originally had reached out to Johnny. And since I live further south, Johnny told him to, you know, contact me. And he did. And he told me that there was, you know, he'd had some uh, sightings himself, and there were several people in the area that had sightings, and he knew that that the, um, you know, they were in the area. And I said, well, um, I've been wanting to, you know, start doing some investigations, so I guess I'm fixing to try to check out the Okefenokee Swamp. So I, I found a group on Facebook uh, called the Blackshear Waycross News Group, and it had the most members in it. So I posted in there looking for people that were willing to come forward uh, with any encounters they had had. And several people actually reached out to me and gave, you know, some awesome um, reports. And I think I actually might have met John because of that too not in that group but in the uh, on facebook another post i had done in another group in uh sasquatch georgia and i think that's where i met john and he gave yes, me his, his encounter from when he was a kid and then we just connected from there so um i was you know compiling these reports and talking to people and trying to figure out where you know, the most sightings were, and they're so sporadic. Um, they'll be years apart, you know, in the same area. It, it was hard to make a, a game plan. But Kevin, um, so that Friday night we met at a restaurant, and some locals came and shared stories. Uh, we all met each other, you know, for the first time. And then we set up that night behind Kevin's, but we didn't get anything. And then the next day, we were supposed to set up at this certain location on the Little Satilla River. But 
we were all headed out there and john came down friday night met us at the restaurant and so that saturday he met up with us again to go do the um set up you know on the river and but we couldn't get back there uh dune buggies or something had been out there riding and just made a huge hole that had was just a really deep mud hole so none of us could get through it so uh we were just like well what do we want to do i mean we can't get through there and that's the only place we have scheduled to set up at i don't really know what else to do and so we decided we didn't want to go home and I, there were some good pictures sent in from a local of some um, structures and stuff like that in Ralph Simmons State Park, just over the Florida line. So what do you do when you don't have your location in the swamp? You go to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so we took all three caught vehicles. We took off to Florida and <laughs> I had punched in the location. It took us straight to the oh. ranger station. So then we get to the ranger station and find out that we can't count there because we didn't have reservations and nobody works in the reservation office on weekends. So we didn't know what to do. So then John knew of somebody that had a private campground. So it was like, well, we can just, we just didn't know what to do. So we went to the private campground and they wasn't there. It was going to be two hours before she got there. Meanwhile, you know, I just kept thinking about this place that I had found when I had went down the week prior. I went down the weekend before just to look around, check out places locals had told me about, trying to, you know, figure out a game plan. And I did find one place, but I wasn't crazy about it because it wasn't near water, not real near water like I wanted to be. You know, I was looking for a main river or something. So I told him, I was like, look, guys, I know of one place. It's on the way home anyway. I can take y'all to it. If you don't like it when we get there, we don't have to stay. But we, you know, we really ain't got nothing to lose at this point. And that's how. Why not? <laughs> and Scott kept saying, something major's going to happen because we didn't. Yeah, I told you. Much. We're going through all this for a reason. Yeah. Something. We're going through all this for a reason to find the right spot. And That's so, just... and I really didn't think it was going to, it was creepy feeling there, but I just mm -hmm. really thought we needed to be closer to a river. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Captain Joe or Johnny right there. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So we, you know, they was like, well, this looks pretty good. You know, it's a dead end road. There's nobody out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, all, so, all the signs were there. <laughs> so, April and John go back to town to pick up some things, and they actually brought us back pizza, surprised us with it. And then, so me and Scott stayed and just looking around the camp campsites, just looking at game trails and some tree breaks that he found and just different stuff. And then it was actually kind of boring. I was kind of getting kind of disappointed. And I remember it was 841 and mm -hmm. I told Scott, I said, Man, it's going to be a bore night, I'm afraid. He said, well, it ain't but 841. You got to, yep. the coyotes time to start. Yep. 
And so about nine o'clock, the coyote started. And that's when we said, well, all right, I guess hopefully we're fixing to get some action. So anybody want to take it from there? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see. April's not here, but I think the owls were next. Yes. And then, uh, John, was it you, you heard something come across the road at some point along that time frame? I got hit about where my floater ribs would connect to my spine in the mm -hmm. back with something. And then I heard a thud, like something. You know how across the street had that little embankment up? Yeah. It was like something stepped off and just didn't try to be quiet, just thudoom. And that's when everything started. The orb that took off around the entire campground. Mm -hmm. And then it yeah, means. I remember the orb. The orb. April was the first one to see the orb. And then I think Angie and John, then y'all started talking about it. And I said, I said, well, maybe that's fireflies. And you know, the fireflies aren't out that, that, at this time of year. And I looked around and by the time I looked around, it had already went however many yards down the tree line, crossed across the cramped campground. And when I saw it, it was up in the trees, crossing the road. And then it went down and out of sight. It was, it was, uh, was very odd it was, it was clearly something bouncing around in the treetops yeah and i have the audio of of all that happening i could not see the orb to video it but you can hear us talking about it mm -hmm. and when i finally see it it had already crossed the road and by then it was you know too small for me to video with my phone but you know it was in the top of the tree line all the way around till it got to the road and then it dropped down and crossed the road and that's well, when like things has intelligence to it. Yeah. Well, and the, what got what struck me is it would up and down, but it never went side to side. It stayed mm -hmm. in that plane horizontally. It never went east or west. It would go north and south, but it was almost like it went through trees. It never, you never saw it kind of like almost like a jet motion to get around a tree or anything, but it just floated right through everything. Like nothing was there. Yeah. Sometime, sometime after the orb went down, um, I think that, that when I got my video footage with the therm, because yes. the, because the other stuff was after that. So well, no, within, within, the started, we knew something was going to happen soon. Yeah. And we said, well, let's get all of our stuff and get ready to start recording. And that's when John got up to check his camera to get, you know, and he was like, that's, that's right. My camera battery's dead. Mm -hmm. I did come to find out yeah. both of them were dead. My flare oh. died. All three batteries. Oh, three batteries. See all three of his batteries on for his my camera. my camera was facing directly where the orb materialized and came up out of the woods. April said because she told me to point my camera in that direction. She kept telling me she's like something's there, 
put your camera over there. And that's where the orb came from. <clears throat> that, uh, that's where it went and went down, right? No, that's where it came up out of the woods. My okay. camera was facing over where you were sitting, Scott. It basically 90 degrees from your right. Okay. And that wood line, it came up right there. Because my camera was facing right over the top of your head into that wood line. Yeah, so when the orb went down on the other side of the road, that's where I got my thermal footage. Was the, I didn't think about it at the time when it was occurring, but later it's making sense that it's alleged that the orbs have something to do with Bigfoot. One way or the other, you know, six one way, half a dozen another, what it means, I don't know, but my thermal footage that I have is in the wood line across the road where the orb went down and disappeared. And that thermal footage is of something black because I had it on black heat. You can see two knees and two hands on both sides of a tree and, a, and a, what appears to be a head poking out on one side as it would be behind the tree looking towards us across the road. <clears throat> I hit, uh, and then I hit record. Yeah. And when I hit record, um, I recorded it in that position, and then it changed position to both legs on one side, both hands on one same side as the head. And when I handed it to you, I think it moved because you came over to look, and then you couldn't find it, and it was gone after that. And I think that I think that's it, came across the road. I or, think it dropped straight down and let, went yeah. flat. May have. But uh, shortly after that is when we started hearing the growls and him come across the street or her come across the street, whichever. Well, I think um, I remember, I don't know if it was the first one, but I remember April or you pointing out one of the hits that I heard because I heard it too on the back of the tent. And it, I, said, I remember noting it sounded like a stick or a pine cone dropping out of the tree and hitting the back of the tent. Mm -hmm. That's when April said, <clears throat> something just scratched the back of the tent. I am yeah. leaving. I'm going to get a motel room. I don't care what y'all say now. I'm getting out of here. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, they fixing to leave us here by ourselves. What in the world? Two of the rain flaps on the back side of the tent had been popped. And so those were, in fact, the sounds that we were hearing. We didn't know it at the time. Yeah, but that was and the I, sounds that we were hearing. So then when we heard the growls right after that, that was it for April. And y'all decided to leave. You are going to leave your tent and your mattress. And I basically said, if we're going to leave, we're leaving. Let's get everything. Yeah, that's how, you, fa yeah, that's that's how you found the straps because you wouldn't have found them until the next day. Um, and then yeah. we bailed out and... Right. We, were, we were loading the vehicles everybody yeah. you know we pulled our vehicles around vehicles were running we was loading everything up you know in a hurry trying to get out of there because whatever it was had then started growling at us and that growl to me at the time i said it sounded like a old motorcycle but i'm telling you i have found a similar growl uh, of a gator 
very similar to what I heard. Now, I know we were in the Okie Finokie, and I know there's gators out there, but where we were, I want to stress. There's, there shouldn't have been a gator. There was yeah, there no was no gator. gators there. We were in a sandy, wooded, dry area. But what I heard. I mean, we were in a pine, can a pine grove. Gators don't have kneecaps and hide behind trees either. So, yeah. Well, well, uh, we, yeah, we was uh, throwing everything in vehicles. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say this about growls before you go forward. I'll say this about I've heard many growls, and I've heard them 100 feet away or more. Uh, but these were 20 to 15 feet away, either behind the tent or behind the that closest pine tree with the bush. And that's what got us all standing up saying, well, <laughs> if you're that bold, it's time to go. Yeah, we knew a, if it was had to be brave to come in that close. I mean, they oh, were, yeah. And you could just, the feeling, I even said one time, I said, y'all know we are surrounded, right? Yep. I, I mean, you just knew that you were. I'm sorry, there wasn't before all of us. We knew we were outnumbered. We knew we were surrounded. So then I had one more thing to uh, load up and I had my truck pulled around and all during the night, I earlier in the night, I kept seeing something in the woods. It looked like it was down in the woods, like a window. And I finally realized it was a reflective sign um, that was on a tree. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And so it had caught my eye several times. So whenever I was loading my truck up, I, looked up again and i saw the reflective sign but also there was a tree and i don't know if it was two trees close together or if it made a v but i saw something shining so bright reflecting bright white and it was about the size of a baseball and scott was kind of close by loading up his truck i said scott come here for a minute I said, what is that right there? And I pointed, you know, what is that? Is that eye shine? He said, and I had my flashlight shining on it. Because before I even asked Scott to check it out, I took my, I have a super duper flashlight. They like it'll, burn, it'll burn a hole in a tree. And so I walked, you know, <laughs> outward shining my flashlight all down in the woods, all back behind that tree. To see if there was anything that could be reflecting that I was seeing through that tree. And there was nothing. Like, it absolutely was nothing down in the woods or anything. So I said, Scott, come here. I said, what is that? Is that eye shine? He said, huh. I don't yep. know. I guess I'll go out down there and see if I can check it out. Yep. So he starts walking down there. And, he, and it's only about 40 yards away from me. It has came into the campground. It is at the first clump of trees inside the campground. And all of a sudden, Scott starts backing up, turns around. I'm not going to say he ran because he hustled. He sped up a little bit, and he said, we got to get out of here now. Yep, time to go. Yeah. Yes. And so we all, I'm like, oh, my God, that was, what was that? Oh, my God. And so we all took off and, um, you know, I tried to video as I was leaving, trying to capture anything I could. And, you know, I do have a video that I can look at and it only has a reflection of that sign. There's no, nothing else that we could have saw that could have been mistaken for that. And it was bright, now, 
white. If you walk, your thermals turn out. Well, that the thermal did. I just don't have it downloaded. Um, yeah, well, I'll get it. I'll, I want to see that so bad. Yeah, yeah. My my son in law is my IT, and he's working on trying to download it onto a laptop. So that's where I am with that one. That's, that's uh, normal, though, is it? Huh? Is that normal practice for that unit? Have you had problems like that before? Or? Well, it's the it's the first time that I've tried to download the uh, oh, pulsar okay. onto a laptop, so it's it's not it it picks up the la it picks up the pulsar and then it says failed. So it's a it'll get worked out. The um, see it on there though, Johnny. When he looks, yeah, he look through the pulsar and look back. Yeah, you can see it. So he's got the video. It. Video is there, and I got that. Well, I can't. I'm just... I can't download directly from my Pulsar to a computer. Mm -hmm. I have to use the app. Have mm -hmm. you tried that? Not yet. I will. I'll see uh, the app, and you might be able to do. You connect the. Will it connect via Wi-Fi to? Uh, have a Wi-Fi option on yours? Yeah, he's got Wi-Fi at his house. You should be able to do no, it on the, <clears throat> the pulsar. Yeah. Oh. We lost Scott. Oh Lord. Yeah, you just cut out. Uh, Sherry Murray wanted to ask if the orb looked anything like a light from a flashlight or bigger. There it, is. The what I saw did not. What I saw was about the size of a ping pong ball. And yeah, it was golf ball ish. And it was yeah, kind of, I mean, it was. <coughs> Am I back? Yeah, you're back. I blacked out for some reason. I went away and it just came right back. Um, <clears throat> when I walked toward the light, it was. It looked like one light until I started getting closer and I had my flashlight on it. <clears throat> I guess I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing, but I was kind of walking toward it out there into the middle of the campground away from the trucks and the fire and the light and everything. And I guess I got about 20 yards away and it, the tree, the top of the tree has a fork in it and, or a Y, I guess you could say. Um, and that's what it was looking through. And it started to go looking at me. I noticed it was two eyes <clears throat> instead of one. And it went in, it started slumping down out of that Y and. If it was facing me, it appeared to turn to the right and blink. And that's when I knew that it was getting ready to move. And I'm walking toward it. And then I realized, hey, I'm out here in the middle of this field, away from everybody, all alone with whatever this is. It's time to back up. <laughs> and so, of course, that's when I turned around and told everybody, we got to go now. So mm -hmm. that's what, that's what. We all you know, have filled it out of there. Yep. Met up at um, Huddle House or something just to get a cup of coffee and gather ourselves. And that's when I found out. I did not even know till then that whenever me and Scott was there by ourselves and we were both, you know, walking around doing our own thing, he found a tent pulled up into the into the woods that still had an air mattress in it. <laughs> where yeah. I, found that. I saw that earlier. When Scott was reading the sign, yeah. Yeah. I walked back there and used the restroom and was like, uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> I and I thought, 
Yeah, you, I didn't you were, say nothing because I didn't want to scare <laughs> April. Yeah. Well, you remember later on when we were getting ready to leave and I told you, go ahead and take your tent and your mattress. We'll wait on you. Remember, yeah, when, we were, remember when we got ready to leave, I yelled. I said, you might have made us leave, but you didn't get the tent and the air mattress. I'm so. you said that. I was thinking they don't want that tin air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but that's that's why I yelled that. I remember that one over in the tree line. So yeah, so we're going back. Sorry, we my need, cat's flipping out on me. We need more than four people, though. Yeah. Yes. We need at least eight. I want to take a non-believer. Yep. And so any when we hear the growls, we're going to say, okay, go over and check it out. Right. When we see the eye shine, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. okay, walk on over and check it out. That's so, a good idea. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going back without – I'll be packing. That was entirely <laughs> – that was entirely too uncomfortable. They don't act like that in the North Georgia mountains. No, sir, they I don't. Mean, they're they're friendly and interactive there. They're, they're, they're not as uh, aggressive and bold. Yep. Yes. These guys are – that was uh, – I mean, that was extremely uncomfortable. And I've never been – like that was just uncomfortable. I wasn't scared. I just – that whole knowing – like what you said a little while ago, Andy, we were surrounded. There was mm-hmm. no getting around it. I mean, and they didn't want to kill us or they would have had us 10 times over, but yeah. they were I, trying I, to make I, us, they were, they were trying to make us leave yeah. and they, yeah, they, they, they that's out. what they wanted. Yep. Um, I, I have, I have, uh, been to areas where there have been reports of violence up in North Georgia and some other states. I did not experience it there. The only place up until Okie Finoki that I would have ever been scared was in Alabama. One, one, that's a whole other story. But um, we didn't have the opportunity to, to flee in Alabama because we were, what, five hours away in the middle of absolute nowhere, and there was nowhere to go. <laughs> so we just kind of, there were six of us, and we just kind of hung together. But in this particular situation, Wilkie Finogi was clearly, like you said, they want us to leave, and we had the opportunity to leave. So we we did the right thing. I mean, and April kept getting, Scott, you would say something. Um, she told me, because when we got back to the hotel room that night, um, it was about 2.30, 3 o'clock before I finally got her to stop shaking. I didn't realize mm. she was shaking at Huddle House. We got her back to the room, and I realized she was shaking, and she just said, I'm going to sound crazy if I say it. And I was like, were you not just there with all of us? Like, you're not going to sound crazy to any of the three of us nope. that were just there with you. So just tell me what you – and that's when she was saying, like, you, when you said they're not going to bother us, they just won't – they're going to let us know they're here, they're not going to – she said she heard laughter in her head and says, how does he know? Every time we would tell her, well, it's okay, they're going to do this, she would hear, how do they know? And that was when she kept asking you, well, how do you know they're not going to hurt us? How do you know? Right. She was being at, it was being told to her in her head. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, she lost sleep for about a week over this. Mm-hmm. Like, she truly did. It messed her up. Yeah. 
they feed on fear. They feed on fear, and and they also feed on on people who are the more least believing, least experiencing. They'll feed on that too. Yeah, and they they did, and they and they they sound like they mind spoke her. So she was. That's what I feel. I knew she had an adrenaline dump when, or, or was recovering from it when we was at the Huddle House because she, yeah. was, she was just a mess. I had issues for 24 hours of, like, spooking over every little thing. A leaf blowed in my driveway, and I, like, had a heart attack. It took me over 24 hours to calm down myself. That's how scared I was and creeped out. It's just – I got no. more freaked out the next morning when I went back when I went back and got that picture of that print yeah, mm-hmm. that was where the uh, hood of that would have basically been where the hood of my car was now they very well they very well I've had juveniles come up close enough to hide behind vehicles but it was in a it was a, it was a different environment and atmosphere than this they could have very well been on the other side of our vehicles peeking around because we weren't really paying attention to that direction. And if there's one, there's two. So if one of them sneaking up to you that close, there's going to be one on the opposite side doing something else to distract you. They're, they're experts at that. But I find it interesting that when I would talk to April, they would answer through April. She just didn't realize it. That was interesting. So they were understanding what we were saying. Hey, April just walked in the door. I'm gonna give her the camera and let her talk for a second, y'all. Hold on. That's pretty interesting. The pretty interesting. I mean, they they were speaking through April. I guess uh, when you guys go back, you guys need to bring back uh, bait. I mean, April. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, April. Hi. Hey, April. Hi, April. Thank you for joining. Hey, how are you? No yes, problem. Hey, April. Hey. April's got a sweet yeah, we little personality, though. Oh. Like she's got a really. Um, I don't know what's the right word, I, but she's got a genuine, sweet spirit about her. And Peaceful. Why they was picking on her? <laughs> it did feel a little targeted. Yeah, that was that was more of a mind speak than that was uh, infrasound. I mean, there was some uh, legitimate fear there, but I think that was because you were new at this. But that mind speak stuff. That's different. That's that's pretty interesting. Well, it's very hard yeah. to I tell so. what was that, and my, I thought my mind was playing tricks on me until I sat down and when we got to the hotel and just started thinking about all the events and how they occurred. Yeah, April, you had you haven't done any like a bunch of like Bigfoot research and stuff. Like you, you had no idea mm-hmm. about mind speak. Did you even know what an orb was? Had you even heard of an orb? I didn't. Like, when y'all kept saying orb, I was thinking aliens. And 
And I was actually like more terrified thinking <laughs> that I was fixing to get abducted. Yeah, so she's the one that saw the orb to start with. Yep. So here she is experiencing all this stuff that's reported so many times by other people, but yet she don't even know like the proper words to even use to describe what she's experiencing. Mm-mm. You know, that just, I didn't. Go ahead. So oh, I was going to say, I didn't understand what was going on. I just, I knew it was unusual and it, it just felt like it was drawing me into it, the orb when it started. And I kept telling John when he first started setting up the camera that there was this one section that I just could not seem to pull my eyes away from. And it just, it, I don't know, it just kept like pulling me into it. And then when I saw the light, I was thinking maybe it was an airplane. Cause I mean, you could still see some airplanes going through the trees and but this one was much closer and lower than where the airplanes were so then i thought maybe it was a lightning bug but the way that it was it was brighter than a lightning bug and the way that it moved wasn't like a lightning bug and then john was like what are you looking at and i kept pointing to the light and it just moved around us well, do you think that, uh, are you comfortable enough to remember what was said to you? You may not remember all of my statements, but do you remember some of the things that that was said to you? Well, I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all talking about it, I felt like it was, y'all were like a seance and y'all were trying to bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> And so every time I would hear the name, I just I get like this, this tightening in my chest. I was just like, oh, my God, this is not good. This is not good. And, and so I tried to tune y'all out the conversation, and I just could not take my attention off of what was around me. And so and John kept asking me if I was okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying yes, but my face is saying no. And mostly because I didn't want to be the reason that the trip ended sooner than it did. And, and so when um, when you said that we were going to be okay and they weren't going to hurt us, they were just going to let us know they were there, there was laughter and it was, how do you know that? And that, and then so, um, then the words just come out of my mouth. Well, how do you know that? And I didn't feel as if I was comforted with the answer. I know you tried, but I was, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't very comforted with that. But you now, I did put some fear aside a little bit with the equipment that you had brought with you, and then it just seemed like when we sat back down as soon as i felt a little bit more at ease they came at us a little stronger mm-hmm. and reminded me that no um you really need to you don't need to be here is what i kept hearing and then it felt as if 
when we heard the sound on the tent, um, that that was, for me, that was my breaking point. I was yep. done. There wasn't nobody keeping me there. And I was either going to drive myself to the hotel, which I hoped was not going to be the case, and John would take me because I really didn't want to drive down that like three miles by myself. <laughs> and, then, and then when he decided that he was going to go, I felt like that was when, and y'all weren't going to go. Y'all were going to stay. I felt like that was when it got more aggressive with y'all and you could hear it more. And then y'all both were like, no, we're leaving. And so I felt like that was, it was telling me from the beginning that we didn't need to be there. Yeah. I just could not get past. I couldn't, I couldn't relax. I you, didn't you relax made, at all. You made the right decision and we made the right decision based on what was happening because you were already getting mind speak where it was belligerent to at least what I was saying. If we had stay, if we had stayed, uh, I, I firmly believe that you would have started to get messages to come over here, come over here, or go some go somewhere. And you might have listened to it because it would have changed to infrasound. Then they would have started hitting you harder. So it was a very good thing that we all left. April made a good point. Yeah. Her and John decided they were leaving. Remember, I said, oh, my God, y'all going to leave us here by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, me and you just kept sitting there, and that's when me and you heard the growl. Yep. Behind, right behind like, us. Like, like, it, like, it didn't scare all four of us off with the tent. So then it really got mm -hmm. mad and then actually growled so we'd hear it to know it was serious, that it was time for us to go. Yeah. Listen, yeah. It was exciting, John. Like he was getting really pumped up about it, and I know he kept asking me whenever I was ready that I, we could go. And so when it before the tent scratching, I was at that point where I was telling him I, I'm ready to go, and he was like, "No, it's just getting started." Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I was just, no, this is not, <laughs> this isn't good. So April. Um, were you a, before going out on this, uh, field investigation with the group and your husband, John, were you, uh, like a Bigfoot enthusiast or were you just like the unwilling tribute that, you know, you know, like, like a believer or, you know, where you, um, you have any interest or you just like, Oh, I'm just going to go with an open mind. I, I believed in them before. I didn't. I did not need the verification, but I went because it seemed. I mean, I like camping, so it seemed like a fun thing to do. Until we pull up and there is nobody around, <laughs> and it is just the four of us. <laughs> and I, that was, and I was fine with that until it got dark, and then I was on high alert the rest of the night but i do already i did already believe and i listened to a lot of stuff that john listens to um sometimes because he has control of the radio <laughs> <laughs> so but i did i mean i already believed and i already believed in like <sighs> extraterrestrial as well i mean i, I believe those are possibilities okay. and okay. it's but now i i've 
witnessed it and I had an experience back in um, the Grand Tetons, but that was, I wasn't confident that I saw what I saw. And, but now I'm, I'm like 99.9% sure that what I saw in the Grand Tetons, I dealt, I didn't deal with that specifically, but that my mind wasn't playing tricks on me then. So after you guys uh, packed up all your gear, uh, food in your vehicles, you mm-hmm. guys all went out to Waffle House and all that, right? Or, you know, you were oh, well, yeah. at a hotel, right? Yep. Um, right. I, I guess the mind speak and all that ended or, uh, I mean, there was no more communication or, or, or whatever. You didn't hear anything, didn't feel anything after you As we were area. driving, as we were driving out, I studied the sides of the road on my passenger side pretty thoroughly because it's weird how I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people can do this, but I can look through the trees even as I'm driving past them and it doesn't look like a blur. I can see through them and which is how I saw the one in the Grand Tetons. Um, It was very large and white and it's, um, when we got out of there, I kept feeling, I can't say I keep feeling, but in that moment, I was so terrified that I don't know if it was still speaking to me, keep going, or that was me saying, don't stop and keep going. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I didn't know, like, you know, they, if, if they can communicate, I mean, if, if there's, once you're out out of line of sight, you might say, you know, that there's any ability to still have this detection with them, or maybe they told you don't get the omelets at Waffle House, um, you know. <laughs> but uh, but so not then when you got home, I think uh, John said you still you're pretty disturbed over the experiences yeah. and all that. Yeah, I, well, that night in particular, I didn't stop shaking and fall asleep till well after two o'clock and then I had dreams and then when we got home I still had dreams and then here uh, there was one night I was coming home from work uh, probably about a week after it happened and it was a, a rainy night it was a very dark road with only two lanes and I was not holding my phone it was very foggy also and I wasn't holding my phone. My phone was sitting in the cup holder and it just kept turning on and shutting itself off repeatedly. And I don't know, maybe I don't know what that was, but of course, you know, I accelerated a little faster to get <laughs> to get home. But it and when I picked it up after like the fourth time that it's then turned itself off and came back on, it stopped and the fog, you know, dissipated and and it was okay. And then here, the last probably week or so, are we have a motion floodlight, a motion, I guess, detector floodlight that blinds me where my part of the bed is. And here lately, it's been going off two or three times a night, which is something that's never happened in the three years that we've been here. Hmm. Do you, you, you live in a neighborhood or do you live out in the woods? We're in a neighborhood, um, okay. but it's 
Yeah, you can disappear in the woods here very quickly. Okay. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, and I'm, so I'm still on edge. Yes, Johnny. <laughs> I'm sorry. April, I've been, I've literally been trying to talk for like three minutes. I don't guess my. You're very <laughs> low, Johnny. You're very low. Uh, we're, we're used to that technical. We're, we're used to uh, your yeah. technical uh, uh, malfunction, Johnny. Well, you know, it's hard to learn all this stuff when Elon Musk is calling me all the time, asking me to help him with his rockets. <laughs> you upset your wife more often than she sits there right next to you. <laughs> and just, <laughs> and just Look, him over. I poking him. It's poking him the whole time. She's exactly. poking him in the arm the whole time. Exactly. You, you go and make them t-shirts and let her sit here. Yeah. Elon's texting him, hurry up, you got to get back to the lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi, Johnny. What you, you got, I ask? Can you hear me? Yes. I can. You can? Yes. Did you ever get any kind of, like, images in your head? No, I didn't. I didn't have any images. How did it come across? Just did it sound like words in your head? It did. And it was... I guess I didn't put it together that that's what it even was because it wasn't me. But when we got back to the hotel and I was able to like finally get my heart rate to relax and I could talk about the, what happened, things that started clicking and I was able to, I guess, put the pieces together. Like for instance, with the orb starting where it started, it was until we started talking about it that that was where I said to, to put the camera. And it was, but it was just that, you know, until we got back to the, the hotel, I didn't realize that it was talking to me and that that was even a thing. I mean, I yeah. had heard some of his videos where people talk about it, but I didn't understand it. I personally don't know get Sasquatch doing that. I think there's something that uses either the situation. I don't even know how to, how you want to. Or hangs out waiting I on don't that think, to come. I don't think Sasquatch themselves are doing that. Just like with the orbs and stuff. They're related somehow. But this other thing, this mind speaking thing, to me, it does, it seems evil. It doesn't seem flesh and blood, and it doesn't. I don't know. It's what? like two completely different. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what that is. It, it would make me extremely uncomfortable. Like I could, I, I can handle anything, but something in my head, I'm not so sure I would have hung out as long as you did. I probably would have went. No, it it kept telling me to leave, and my heart kept telling me. My head kept telling me to leave. My heart kept saying, I don't want to be the reason that John doesn't enjoy his Sasquatch trip. And so it was it was a battle for me because I just I wanted him to have a good weekend. But <laughs> he's saying we had a great weekend. Um <laughs> I, I didn't want him to leave because of me, but 
I, and I really tried to to be understanding and to kind of look past the things that were happening. But when it was right next to us and scratching at that tent, which found out later it had popped the rain flies on the tent, that was it. I mean, and John said that he had never seen that look in my eyes. He had never, I mean, I was so forceful in telling him that I'm not staying. And he knew I, something, and it just wasn't right. And I think that was why he, I mean, not only that wasn't the only reason I think he decided to leave, but uh, he said it was. So I guess that was it. <laughs> wow. So, April, one of the um, uh, folks who are following along with us tonight, um, Nana, Anna, she asked, um, would you go back? <laughs> Good by that look. <laughs> uh, I want to. I would hope that it would be with more than just the four of us. Got to be. You got to go back with more than four. I wouldn't go back before uh, again. And uh, and we've got a bigger vehicle. I would not go back in that little car. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, it's uh, I, when I was there was one point that when all of our devices were dying or just about if they weren't just about dead they were dead. Um, we all like separated to go to our vehicles to charge our devices. And I stayed in the car and I had actually texted John from the car because he moved it up closer to the road, which I wasn't crazy about. And as I was sitting there, I just, I kept feeling like something was watching me and, and no, and it wasn't them because I kept looking at them and they weren't looking at me. So, <laughs> which that bothered me also because if something happened, I didn't feel like anybody would know. <laughs> and so I texted him and I asked him if he moved the car back uh, to where it was closer to where they were sitting. And he didn't get that message because his phone was connected to Bluetooth still. So I heard the ring, the ringtone of it, but he never heard it. And so as I sat there, I kept thinking, I, I don't, this, this doesn't, I'm not safe is what I felt at that moment. I just, I was not safe. I was, nobody saw me. I mean, they probably would have noticed had something come and grab me, but I didn't feel safe. And so I got out of the car and quickly moved to, um, back to where they were sitting. And I just, and, and I kept looking at the tent thinking, I know we put, we put it up. I'm not staying in there. I'll stay in the car. I'm not staying in a tent. And I just didn't feel like I, that we were protected as much as we needed to be based off of what we were dealing with. Yeah. Now, it, it was your, it was uh, you and John's tent where the, um, the shock cords for the tent fly mm -hmm. were um, released. Yes. And the, the crazy part is, is, um, that I couldn't get it by myself. So uh, he came over there to help me and he was holding it, um, holding them down. And I realized that I didn't set them right. 
And so I went back and reset the ones on the side that I had done. And I knew that they were right. And then we had some very strong gusts of wind come through that the whole, um, the rain fly had like wind come up under it. You could see it floating and it didn't come off. So for John to walk around after that whole experience and they weren't connected, something disconnected them. Oh, wow. Well, Angie, um, looks like you got to find a, a new tribute field investigator to come out with you guys next time you go down there. Maybe you can start a lottery. You know, <laughs> what me and April's gonna do is we're gonna sleep all day and we're gonna be prepared to sit up all night. When yeah, I go back was... out there, I'm not sleeping, I'm not, I'm gonna be watching the entire night. I'm not laying yeah. down. I would, I'll go back. It's just with more than four people. Not that I don't trust the three of y'all, but I felt like if they were willing to do everything that they did already. If we had stayed, it had just gotten worse. Well, well and it's all that we were leaving, and it still came into the campground, into mm -hmm. that first tree. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to my experience, y'all are y'all are right. Four people are not enough. They right. they look at strength and numbers. Okay, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter who it is at first. It's just if we got eight and they have four, then they're not going to come in close. They may do stuff but they're not going to be doing the stuff they did when it was just four of us. Right. And then you have to look at them as not at the intelligent level that we as humans have reached. They have some characteristics to where they think men, men are the hunters. They're the threat. They're the, they're the ones that they got to worry about. They don't so much worry about females. We know better today, but they don't. Um, uh -huh. but they, they were looking at our group of four as there was just two guys that they had to worry about. Yeah. So if there was four of them there, they already, that's why they came in because they, they outnumbered us and they're in their <laughs> eyes. They outnumbered us. There was and one so, other crazy thing that happened when we went back to get the, when he got the picture of the footprint. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell him this until after we left because I did not want him to stop and go like try to find it. <laughs> but when we were pulling down off of the paved road onto the dirt road, you could see the back, the bathroom straight down that road. When we, when we turned, I saw a figure in front of that bathroom and it took off to would have been my right. It's left. As, as quick as I looked up, it was gone. And I didn't tell him because I knew that he'd stop and try to go find it in the woods. And I was not trying to be there any longer than we had already been there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. About how big was it? I think? it from where we were driving, it was it stood taller than um, it than the bathroom. Like the, the building really? itself. Yes, it was. I could see that it was like the head of it was over where the bathrooms were. Now, I mean, we were, what is that, probably a quarter of a mile down that first part of that dirt road, or is that half a mile? Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Half a mile. And so, I mean, it, was, it looks, it would be smaller 
from a distance, but it was still, I could tell that it was still big enough because it cleared that, the top of that roof of that bathroom. So the head, you would say the head is above the bathroom roof. Yes. That's a 10 footer at least. Yeah, it was big. That's, that's, a, ten, that's a 10, that's a 10 foot squatch, nine at the minimum. Or it was so, on the roof, one or the other. Could have been. It moved so fast. I mean, it moved in the blink of an eye because I blinked, you know, just it's more of that. This really is that what I'm seeing? So I blinked and in the matter of me blinking, it was gone. Well, the one behind the tree that I walked up to that night when we were leaving, that was probably, in my estimation, nine feet looking through that, that Y in the tree. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, if who's to say it wasn't the same one, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, I just, I didn't tell him about it because I didn't want to say <laughs> I won't say nothing. The one that I saw in front of the bathroom when we were pulling down the road when we got the footprint. You saw one? I told you about it. Yeah. I said, I, as we were. Oh, that's right. My bad. So. All right. Well, that was our experience in the Okie mm -hmm. Okie. We're still taking reports. Wow, Anybody, right. any listeners have any encounters? there we'd like to hear from you i think we need to construct a a uh, okie finoki army yeah mm -hmm. any, any, any of y'all out there got some experience and you want to get out there for a, a night or night or two come on let us know i've had several people from down there send me messages well one guy in particular well two guys today said they've had similar uh experiences and they live there I think her Heard County and the Okie Finoki, either one would both be good returning spots, uh, but with with more people, uh, because one of the things we did on both of those that we haven't done yet. Oh, let me switch that around. One of the things we haven't done yet um, is takes take groups of three or four and go out and walk a trail. You get a lot. Yeah, you get a lot of activity that way. Um, we've mostly stayed around the camp, which works great. They come in, but we haven't had enough people where I felt safe going on a walk, you know, and leaving somebody behind. Cause you don't want to leave one person at camp by themselves. And yeah, it's just yeah, not when you're doing that. You need to have the buddy system at all times. Correct. So, uh, did the, um, did the tent that got abandoned, sorry. Did it um, get brought up already? The abandoned yeah. tent and mattress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, had I known that, I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have lasted yeah, that too. long. <laughs> Y'all remember when we, when we interviewed Mike Taylor, and he's talked about over the years all the different tents, like really, really hide all our tents and equipment just left behind. Well, like it had been there for months, like people just got up and left. Yes, that was yeah, really, really, really expensive stuff, you know. And here, I was here's really an example. Leaving ours. <laughs> yeah, this was almost <laughs> a. <laughs> this this our, our incident was almost the second one that probably was for the same reason. You know, time to go. I don't. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, why would you leave a tent in the air mattress? You know, 
Yeah. Not, so, not in a exactly. place like that, especially when you're, yeah. you know, you, you're parking there. You know, yeah. if it's 15 miles away in a primitive site, then yeah, maybe somebody gets mm-hmm. lazy or hurt or something. But, you know, not that doesn't make any sense, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody got, somebody probably got scared if I had to get, guess. So. I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say they got taken because if they got taken, there'd be a vehicle there. But, you they know. in a hurry. Well, yes, they did. Probably would have taken the tent for evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they left in a hurry and didn't go back the next day. <laughs> nope. Didn't get their pants. Wrote it up as a loss. Yep. Well, we were going to go over uh, all the stuff with Happy and Joe, but uh, we're already going on. What, I think we need to now? do that hmm? some other time. Yeah, we'll just do that some other time. I mean, we already... I wanted you guys to be able to get your stuff out there because, you know, we already put the documentary together for our our stuff. So people have kind of already seen it, but I wanted you guys to be able to, you know, explain everything you have. If We'll work on uh, getting the video and audio and maybe and yeah. hopefully putting it together as a separate video to put it up. That way people can go over that. An evidence show. Yeah. And evidence show we all got to figure these computers out yes definitely i'll practice hard part. i'll get better i promise <laughs> yeah, yeah we're we're gonna gonna do do the sound? 